You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. What's up, gentle listeners, and thank you so much for tuning in for episode 93 of Above the Nest with Rachelle, brought to you by Espination and of the Leading Green Nation. On today's episode, I am joined by Dolphins beat reporter for the Miami Herald, Daniel Aufisi. And thank you so much for taking the time to talk with me. You can follow him on uh, social media on Twitter at Daniel Aufisi. I apologize if I butchered your last name. <laughs> You're good. But how are you feeling today? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. It's been a minute. It's been a minute. Yes. Um, and I'm just so honored to have you talking to me. We're going to preview the Eagles game against the Dolphins on Sunday night. Week six is behind us. Both of these teams are five and one. And so, you know, the Eagles are coming off of their first loss ever to the Jets. The uh, Dolphins defeated the Panthers. And so, What's one word that you would use to describe the Dolphins' season so far? Fast. It's been fast. I mean, they have the number one offense in the NFL. They have the number one wide receiver, the number one QB by all major statistical categories. And they just have a bevy of playmakers. You know, every single week you're just waiting to see who, like, breaks out for a long run, a long catch, whether it's Tyree Kill, Jalen Walker, Raheem Mostert, the rookie running back, Devon Chan, who's injured right now. Uh, so, yeah, this is a really, it's been a really fun team, and they've been headlined uh, by their electric offense so far. Uh, quarterback Tua Tungavailoa, he, like you said, through the first six weeks, he leads the NFL with yards gained, yards per game, yards per pass attempt, and he's tied for first in touchdowns with Kirk Cousins. A lot of people are talking about him being the clear front runner for MVP. What are your thoughts on that and why? Yeah, I mean, through six games, I mean, you have to give it to him. I mean, he's the number one quarterback on arguably the number one team, definitely the number one offense. And I know Tyree Kill has had an amazing season as well. It's going to be really interesting to see what happens with him because he's on pace for the first 2,000-yard receiving season ever. But this is MVP is widely a quarterback award now. Two has been at the center of it. Um, we saw what the team looked like last year when he was injured. They weren't the same. And now that he's healthy, he has continuity with the offensive scheme. He's putting up some crazy numbers. So, yeah, I mean, if he's on, he's on pace for like 5,300 yards, um, could potentially lead the NFL in passing touchdowns. I don't see how he doesn't get it just the way uh, this offense is rolling and the way the award is given out nowadays. How have you seen him develop as a quarterback from last season to this season? Yeah, it's really the continuation of the foundation that Mike McDaniel as the head coach and the play caller uh, laid down in year one. So we know Tua went through a tough uh, start to his career with Brian Flores not really saying eye to eye, an offensive scheme that didn't really bring out the best 
uh, of his skill set. But Mike McDaniel has put in a clear scheme. He's empowered to a tongue of Iloa. And obviously having Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle helps as well. So you just see him have more mastery of the offense. Like he's going out there, he's calling his own plays. He's like blowing off what Mike McDaniel says in the headset and uh, calling his own number. Like that's like the real autonomy and the real ownership of the offense uh, that a lot of people uh, wanted to see. And again, you're just seeing that carryover. This is the first time since high school that Tua has been in the same offensive scheme and back to back years. So there's a lot more com uh, comfort and you're seeing that in his play so far. With the Eagles, we are very familiar with that. With Jalen Hurts in the system, being familiar with the same play caller. Mind you, he has a new offensive coordinator and defensive coordinator this year, but we see the same thing with Jalen Hurts. Um, you touched on our head coach, Mike McDaniel. He definitely deserves a ton of credit for the success that this team has had um, so far this season. Uh, how have you seen him developing as a play call caller, and what's your confidence level in him being able to exploit this Eagles defense? Yeah, again, it's just more comfort. You know, Mike McDaniel has, you know, he's been in this Shanahan style offense that he's running for literally like his entire coaching career, like almost two decades. So he has that knowledge of the offense, uh, that scheme, and now he's putting his own twist on it. Uh, the first year had its, you know, bumps as a play caller. You know, I think the one thing that he wanted to improve from year one to year two was really becoming more balanced, calling more run plays and not being as uh, reliant on the passing. And we're seeing that this year because they have not only the number one passing offense, but they got the number one running offense. So they can do it all. And Mike McDaniel was making sure that they stay balanced. In terms of what they do in attacking uh, the Eagles defense, it's going to be really interesting to see how the injuries on the Eagles side play out because they're really banged up in the secondary. You know, Jalen Carter didn't play uh, in the middle of that defensive line because of a sprained ankle. Um, so when you hear, you know, injuries in the secondary, you know, that's not what you want to hear if you're an Eagles fan going up against, uh, you know, a group led by Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle. So I would, you know, would expect them to kind of test that group uh, in, in the back end. But it's going to be important to, you know, protect two up front and make sure that you're staying balanced and running the ball so you're not in these obvious passing situations where a good Eagles defensive front can kind of tee off on Tua. In addition to having a balanced offense, like you mentioned, run game, pass game, he's also really creative, which is something that a lot of Eagles fans would like to see a little bit more from our offense and Brian Johnson. Um, but you already touched on – Tyreek Hill, we already know that this is definitely going to be one of the players to watch. What type of impact has he had on this um, Dolphins offense? Everything. I mean, obviously, Tua is the quarterback, um, and, you know, he's the centerpiece of the offense, and he touches the ball every single play. Um, but this offense is really built around what Tyreek can do and kind of the threat of Tyreek Kill. We see a lot of pre-snap motion, usually with Tyreek Kill. They line him up everywhere. He's out wide. He's in the slot. They have this new exit short motion. There's no real name for it, um, but he'll line up kind of like as a tight end and then start sprinting out before the play. They line him up in the backfield. So they do so many different things with them. Uh, so, you know, when you have to devote so much attention to that guy, you know, Tyreek can can ruin a game for you, you know, as a defense on, on his own. But then when you have the game plan for him, he opens up things for other guys. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, again, he's on pace for the first 2,000-yard receiving season. He has the most yards, receiving yards through six games in the Super Bowl, in the Super Bowl era. Um, you know, he's kind of the runaway offensive player of the year in my mind. You know, we talked about MVP, but he's definitely the offensive player of the year through six games in my mind. So you would say when it comes down to all the players in the league, non QB, would you say like he's the best player in the league? He is the best. Oh, that's tough because there's some really good defensive players. But I would say <laughs> he is the most he is the most valuable non-quarterback in the NFL right now. Okay. That's what I would say. All right. You guys heard it here. Um, the Dolphins were down in the 
beginning of the game against the Panthers. They were down 14 to zero. However, they were able to score 35 unanswered points. The Eagles are, you know, fairly competitive. They do have a very talented defense. And so what's going to happen? Are they going to be able to have that same success when it comes to rallying from behind up against this Eagles defense? Yeah, that's that's like the most important or the most interesting matchup in my eyes because you know a lot of people you know the Dolphins are five and one, but the one thing that you know some people will point out, myself included, is that they have beat up on some you know some bad teams. And again, you have to play who's on your schedule. Mm-hmm. But when you're talking about you know quality of wins and context, like that all that all plays a factor. Um, their toughest game to date came against the Buffalo Bills a couple weeks back, and we all saw how that turned out 48 to 20 um the offense got to a strong start but then kind of stumbled a bit and they couldn't pick things up the defense couldn't stop josh allen um against the bills the defensive front was able the buffalo's defensive front was able to get some pressure on Tua, um negate the impact of the running game and put them in those kind of obvious passing situations so yeah again the eagles have injuries in the secondary but you know up front i think that they can potentially win kind of the battle in the trenches. So it's really going to be important for the Dolphins offensive line to really establish the line of scrimmage um, and not put yourself in a position where you're behind 14-0. Because I'm telling you, if they get behind 14-0 on the Eagles, as much as they they struggled, it's not going to be as easy. I mean, we saw that happen in Buffalo when they went down two, three scores, and they just weren't able to kind of uh, string all those uh, drives together to get back in the game. And their cornerback, one of their cornerbacks, Xavier Howard, he left Sunday's game with a a groin injury, which has been lingering for him. Um, And so as of Tuesday, we're recording on Tuesday, what's the status of him being good to go on Sunday? And if he's not good to go, they do have some other cornerbacks um, and like uh, Eli Apple, uh, rookie Cam Smith. So what do you think like it's going to look like having them match up against uh, A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith? Yeah, like you said, uh, with with X's groin injury, that was something that he dealt with last year, and it was kind of a lingering issue over the course of the season. It really, um, you know, hurt his just his ability. You know, we've known him to be a shutdown corner, and he didn't have a season that was a standard last year. I mean, he started off this season pretty well, but as you mentioned, uh, left late in Sunday's game. Mike McDaniel said he's day to day. Um, for what it's worth, you know, the Dolphins have had some guys with groin injuries this year, and they've usually kind of kept those guys out uh, at least for a week to kind of get better. I know uh, their center, Connor Williams, is dealing with a groin injury that kept, that's kept them out of two games. Um, so, again, he's day-to-day. Um, we'll see kind of how he practices. But if he doesn't suit up, yeah, I mean, they've got Kater Kohu, who's their slot guy. He's a really good slot, slot cornerback. Eli Apple, uh, the veteran, has kind of struggled on the outside, and it's going to be interesting to see what they would do if X can't play. They do have rookie Cam Smith, their top pick from the 2023 draft. They uh, picked him in the second round. He got his first regular season snaps uh, against the Panthers this past Sunday. Um, you know, he's kind of, I don't, I don't know if he's been in the doghouse or what, um, but he just hasn't really gotten a lot of playing time. Um, but he got a couple snaps late in that game. So maybe he put some stuff on film. Maybe they feel comfortable putting him out there. Um, but yeah, that's going to be a tough matchup if they don't have X because uh, Devontae Smith, uh, um, and AJ Brown, yeah, they can get busy. So, uh, and, and the Dolphins' defense—they uh, struggled against some top-flight offenses. So, you know, not the type of news you want to hear from your starting cornerback ahead of this type of matchup. And the Dolphins' offense definitely fire, firing on all cylinders. Um, like you mentioned, number one pass game, number one uh, run game. Would you say there are any players who you are expecting to have a breakout game? Uh, it's a good question because it feels like everyone's broken out. I mean, the, the thing about this offense is that everyone is kind of 
really, you know, gotten in on the fun. I mean, even Jalen Waddle, who was off to a slow start, he's had two touchdowns in the past two games. Raheem Mostert is leading the NFL with 11 total touchdowns, which, which is a career high, which is just incredible uh, for him as a 31-year-old running back, kind of having a career resurgence. Um, it'd be interesting to see, you know, what the Eagles do in terms of, you know, do they really devote a lot of efforts to take out Tyree Kill because, you know, they can – really focus on Jalen Waddle. Um, I know Jeff Wilson, um, uh, one of their running backs, he was on IR for the first five uh, games or six games of the season. Um, he was ready to play on Sunday, but they needed to use their open roster spot on offensive lineman. It looks like he's going to make his return to the lineup because the Dolphins do have an injury in the, in the backfield and they're going to need an extra guy in there. So yeah, maybe he gets involved in the offense a little bit more. He's not a burner per se, but he's a power guy. Maybe you need that kind of change of pace against uh, you know a really tough and stingy uh, Eagles defense. But um, that's the thing about this offense. They can spread the ball to a lot of guys. So, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if maybe a guy like Braxton Berrios breaks out okay. uh, you know, he, as a third receiver. You know, they, they have a lot of different options uh, with that group. Okay. And what would you say are the keys to success for the Dolphins winning this game? And you want to throw out a score prediction? Oh, yeah. You're going to get some Dolphins fans uh, in, my, in my DMs, in my Twitter comments. But, yeah, I would say the, the, the key to this is the trenches, you know. We know that these are offenses that can put a lot of points on the board. Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle, Devontae Smith, AJ Brown, you know, the play callers and whatnot. Um, but it's going to start and end in the trenches. You know, the Dolphins offensive line, like I said, they struggled uh, in probably their 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 biggest matchup or their, their biggest test so far against the Bills with that defensive front. Um, so, yeah, how they match up against the, the Eagles defensive line and vice versa. Uh, the Dolphins defense has struggled, especially up front. So, you know, guys like Christian Wilkins, Zach Sealer, Raekwon Davis, they got to be ready to play against a really good Eagles offensive line. I'm taking the Eagles because I think that, again, I think the Eagles are going to win the line of scrimmage. Okay. Um, I think that, you know, for as, as shaky as the Eagles have looked, you know, to start the season, I don't think Jalen Hurts is going to throw three interceptions. I don't think they're going to turn the ball over four times. I think they're going to get right at home. That's going to be uh, an amped up, jacked up home crowd. Um, and again, the Dolphins, I think they're a Super Bowl contender, but so are the Eagles. I mean, they're the reigning NFC champs. Um, I think that, you know, I think they won a high scoring game, something like 35 to 34. Whoa. Okay. I definitely think it's going to be a high scoring game. And I'm super excited for this one because this is probably the toughest opponent that the Eagles have faced, if we're being honest, looking at the team that they've played already. Everybody had this game, you know, circled like this is going to be the team. And so I can't wait to see how it you know, all shakes out. Um, but do you want to plug anything before I get you out of here? Oh, yeah. Like you said before, you can follow me on Twitter, on social media, at Daniel Yafusi. Um, all my work is uh, on the Miami Herald website, MiamiHerald.com. Um, I also do a weekly podcast, the Dolphins of that podcast, where I talk about the Dolphins and the NFL. Um, you can find that on YouTube and anywhere, anywhere where uh, you get podcasts. All right. Thank you so much. Anytime. Thank you. P-G-N. Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to The Future of Work, a PropGPod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the PropGPod wherever you get your podcasts.